Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the School of Sales room. Today we want to carry on with the idea of chemistry. You're not sure what you, you don't know what you have until you lose it. Let's talk about affinity, true love, true affinity towards someone. One thing that I've always said that well that I learned is that you cannot buy someone's heart. I once had an employee that um, they kept wanting more money, more money, more money, and I'd kept giving it to them because they were kind of a valuable employee. And then all of a sudden I realized it doesn't matter how much money I gave, I couldn't really win their heart, their affinity toward the goal of the culture, the organization, 
you know, the team to win. It was all about her, not about the organization or me, the employer. So I learned that you really can't buy someone's heart. It also reminded me of a story of, of my dad. When he was getting a little older, he had a little a small business and I had my insurance agency kind of started. And he got into a situation where he got sick one year. He really did taxes. So it was only prepared personal income taxes for people. That was his little side business. But it became a valuable income asset to him because that was just enough to keep him going, you know, keep it, tied him over because his, his pension plan was not that big. And one year, his uh, my mom, his wife, had to go in the hospital about the time of the season, the tax season. And he went to stay with her. His affinity was toward her. And so I sent, we had a, a guy working for me that did my books and everything. So I sent him up there. I said, go up there and figure out this tax thing and do the taxes for him and keep his business going. And we did. Then eventually, uh, soon after that, well, right after that, he started going up every year and helping out. And it, it came to the point that he was doing good at it. My dad was, was fading away at it. And so we decided to, for me to take it over. And I said, okay, you, you take a third of the profits. Let's give my dad a third of the profits and then give me a third of the profits. I was paying the the salaries and all that to, you know, to, for him to go up there and do those things. And after we got started, I realized that my dad needed more than that. And, and so I said, Hey, take my third and give it to my dad. You go and keep your third, but give two thirds to him. Now that was an affinity play because in my heart, I just wanted to do that. He has always done so much for me over the years. And that's like one of these things you say, I just have the affinity here. That's a heart thing. Nobody's making me do it. It's something I want to do. Now, if you go back to the to the Bible, to the Old Testament, if y'all remember Ruth, Ruth was a Moabite, which was the enemy of the Israelites. Well, somehow or another, the well during a famine or whatever, the some Israelites went over there, and Ruth ended up marrying one of, not one of the um, one of the sons of these this family that went over there. Well, eventually they all got killed or died somewhere or another in this enemy territory, and the only ones that left were Ruth and her mother-in-law named Naomi. Well, at the end of the day, Ruth was loyal to Naomi. She was in, like, Naomi was in foreign lands. She had Ruth as a mother-in-law, and Ruth chose to be loyal to her through affinity. She had an affinity of pull towards that, apparently. And eventually they moved back, and Ruth ended up marrying Boaz and became part of the line of Jesus. It's pretty fascinating that the way that worked out, but it was an affinity play, a true love. Is what caused that. And if you think about uh, the prodigal son, that story, how he wanted his inheritance and to, and to go off, and but his heart was to go off and spin it. Was it wasn't the, I want to live out the culture and the values of my dad. I want to take this inheritance now, and I want to go live it up for me. And there again is an affinity thing. He didn't have affinity for the family. He had it towards going to live out his own life the way he wanted to. And of course, the story goes, he, 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 f he fell apart on hard times and had to come crawling back. And of course, his dad took him back. But the point of that is, do you want to serve or be served? Is our mentality, our heart to serve and live out the core values of those we have affinity toward? Or is our heart to be served and go out and do our own thing? That's an important, these are all heart sets that we want to have moving into different relationships and have some self-awareness around that and try to check ourselves and make sure we have 
the right affinity in the right places. And a second to, to this, as you're going into Christmas vacations, Christmas time together, this is about that time of year. It's, uh, this is December the 17th that I'm recording this. Uh, so let me ask you this, what is the best way to start an argument? The best way to start an argument is to disagree with someone. If you disagree, you're in a good position to start an argument. And then if both disagree, then you've got a good argument flowing. And what's the way to the opposite of that? How do you avoid that? It's something we teach in guide culture. The first thing we do instead of disagreeing with something is we cushion. We find some point of mutual agreement. We cushion it. We soften it. We get, in, we get on the same page. And then we start asking questions for more clear understanding. Many times people will talk themselves right out of their disagreement when they start answering the questions. Why do you feel that way? What are you thinking? What's Because sometimes it can be just misunderstandings or miscommunications. But once we start asking questions, you get more clear to the true cause, the root of why something was disagreed upon then we can settle in and find a, a good solution and maybe understand the other side of the story or whatever. But it's that understanding that dialogue versus disagreeing is how you avoid that. So remember your affinities. Have self-awareness here. Affinities, the the culture and the core values that are important. You know, we serve in guide culture. We're not here to be served. We're here to serve and avoid those arguments. You guys have a great day.